Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s. On KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. And we're going to talk about an interesting topic today. We're going to talk about karma and people that would hurt you, or people that would create negative vibrations in your life, people that may seem to try to stem your destiny or create strange pathways, (laughs) may lead you down the wrong path. So we're going to take a look at some negative disturbances coming from other people and actually look into our natal charts to see where that may be coming from. But first, I'd like to pause to salute a friend of mine, because a lot of people are not aware that over the weekend, a very, a very, very good friend of mine throughout eternity passed into the light. And many of you are familiar that we have been promoting and advertising Wegner Quartz Crystals on our show for quite some time. And it was a shock. It was very sudden. Ken Wegner, my pal, my buddy, my crystal, the crystal master, got that virus that everybody's been getting, that class A and that class B virus. And it was very sudden. You get this virus, I'm sure Ken would tell you if he was around right now, that you have to get to the doctor, get the x-ray and get it checked because in two days, in 48 hours, he got double pneumonia and he had that respiratory arrest over the weekend in the hospital. And of course, my friend Tamara and James and a lot of us that know and love Ken, including Michael Sutton, who called me to let me know what had happened, were very stricken by this. But the thing is, is that I really do feel bonded to all people and especially to people I know and love. So even though death is a very shocking, sudden thing because it is very final, it seems very final, I do feel a closeness with Ken and I do feel his spirit even now as I speak and the oneness that I share with him. And he was quite an incredible person. It reminds me of the Billy Joel song, Only the Good Die Young, because it seems like every time one of my friends passes, whether it's an animal or a pet or or a close friend, a man or a woman, that I always take a look at this individual and say, wow, they were really good. You know, this person was really evolved. And it's so true that when you do absolve your karma and when you do make a peace with so many people and can, God knows, distribute thousands, maybe millions of crystals to people all over the world and all over Southern California. It says a lot about crystals and a lot about Ken Wegner, because I guess the more crystals you distribute, the more light you shed, and he was a bearer of light and a herald of the New Age, and now he's on the other side. So this show is dedicated to Ken Wegner and his life, and we love him, and I love him too very much, and I'll miss you, Ken, and I feel that you're really not gone but that you are just bonded into each and every one of us into a more rarefied state. It's like I feel when people die when they pass into the light. That's their way of becoming one with all of us. So that illusion of separation disappears, and that oneness of God that we all share becomes quite obvious. So I thought I would let you, the listening audience, know that a good friend and a charter member and an associate producer of this show had passed on. And I'm sure he would tell you that if you have this virus, don't mess around with it. Don't work with it. Don't push yourself. You know, it's dangerous virus. And obviously it can kill you. You know, if you get pneumonia, my grandfather, Meyer Maloris, my dad's father also passed from pneumonia. I had pneumonia twice last year. I was in the hospital myself. And I know it's not something to mess with. 
So like my good friend Dr. Joanne Lombardi would tell you, get yourself checked and stay in bed, rest, drink plenty of liquids. If you do have a lot of congestion or an infection or a virus, then take care of yourself. And that way you will remain on this plane in this dimension with the rest of us. Now, today's show has to do with people that aren't really very nice. Unfortunately, a lot of us have planets in the 12th house, or a lot of us have Pisces planets, or a lot of us have afflicted Neptunes. Now, I'm talking to almost every person out there. You either have 12th house planets, or you have Pisces planets or afflicted Neptune. If you have any of these in your chart, then you are subject to being a pretty mean person in a past life. You are also subject to having a major large debt to return to other people as far as learning how to be nice to people. And you are also subject to having enemies come out of the woodwork, out of the walls, out of left field, people that would actually say things, do things, write letters, make phone calls to either make your life miserable or to spread gossip or rumors about you that are untrue to other people to make you seem like a bad guy or gal. Now, the 12th house in this Pisces vibration is a very strange vibration because it actually it covers a wide margin of energy because the Piscean vibration can be either very spiritual and very intuitive and very loving and giving and nurturing and supportive or the reverse would be total manipulation, total dominance, total usury, total rejection, dejection, and just infatuation, total cartoon. So depending what side of the fence you have your Pisces planets or your 12th house planets or your afflicted Neptune, when I'm talking afflicted Neptune, you'll have to check your astroscope to see if you have any squares or oppositions or inconjuncts on that Neptune. And if you do, then you qualify for this topic. Now, specifically, people with 12th house planets are going to be more subjected to dealing with enemies in their lifetime, which means people coming out of the walls that will either spread lies about you, spread rumors about you, spread gossip about you. It's like being arrested for something and having the newspapers pronounce you guilty, <laughs> and you're not even been tried yet, you know? It's like I'm aware that Charles Manson and Sirhan Sirhan and some of these people that assassinated people and, and, and were murderers and such, it seems pretty darn obvious that they're guilty, right? But the paper comes out and just tries them and just pronounces sentence on them. And, and the rest of us are like, yeah, you know, like they're definitely guilty. String them up and then haul them out of here. And we have all this energy, this hate energy surrounding these individuals already, and they can hardly defend themselves. It makes you wonder, hope and pray that never happens to you where you are subjected to being written up in the paper or whatever as somebody who did something wrong and you really are innocent. Because believe it or not, there is a percentage point of people in prison right now as we speak that are totally innocent. They are not guilty of the crimes they're in jail for, but the way our judicial system is set up, sometimes the innocent pay the price. But you know, the way the karma works, the way that karma works is that Nobody writes for free, which means that if you did something wrong in a past life, then you may have to pay the sentence, serve the sentence in this lifetime. So even though it may be unfortunate that certain innocent people may be in jail or executed for a reason that may seem wrong, like I reiterate all the time, 
I hate to say this, but the universe is perfect, and that everything happens for a reason. So it's best to try to lead your life guiltless and without regret. And if you end up in jail for a crime you didn't commit, I realize that it's probably wrong. But you got to remember that it's going to probably be karmic, which means that you probably got away with murder in a past life. So this lifetime you're in jail. See how it works? So it's just really weird how the universe will take care of people like that. See, the twelfth house is a weird house. Because it rules institutionalization, okay? And I'm sitting there going, well, I have Mars and Neptune in the 12th, and I think they're going to come get me right now. <laughs> it's really not funny. Because when you have planets in the 12th house like I do, afflicted, you either end up in jail, you end up in the hospital, you end up in a crazy house, or subject to some weird institution, right? Or your karma is visiting people who are in jail, in the crazy house, in the hospital, or whatever. So let's say you have planets in the 12th house, or planets in Pisces, and they have squares on them from any other planet in your chart, then that means that you have a debt to people that you might not like very much, totally, but if they end up in the hospital, or in jail, or in the nut house, or somewhere that no one else can help them, sometimes it's your karma to visit them, to send them that care package, to bring them the flowers, to bring them the newspaper or whatever, because that's what the square is. The square means that there's a debt between you and personal individuals you might know. Now, if you have oppositions to Pisces, our 12th house planets, and the jails are filled with people that have oppositions to Pisces planets and Neptune that have been arrested and convicted of drug dealing and drug smuggling, right? Pisces also rules drugs and alcohol, right? Drunken driving. You have this oppositions to Pisces planets and Neptune. Many times if you drink or take drugs, you will have an accident. You could cause death or injury in that accident, and you could end up in jail. See? So what happens is oftentimes we actually take a look at our life, and we like to blame other people for why we're here. You know, we're busted, we're in prison, we're in the hospital because they signed the warrant or they signed, you know, it's like, it's not our fault, you know, just because we were on 16 beers, two joints, a quaalude, and a half a jar of Coke, you know, it's not our fault that we ran into a car and killed a family of four, right? But you see, that's how karma works. If a person has all these planets in the 12th house under stress or in Pisces or an afflicted Neptune then they are subject to being in such a daydreamy state where they're living in a fog, where their life is an illusion. It's a cartoon where they're not in control of any of it and where it gets out of hand to a point where other people get angry at them that we will identify these people as enemies that may come out from past lives, people that we would have hurt, injured, or lied about or gossiped about ourselves in past lives. They will see us and they'll make a couple phone calls to the police or to the hospital or to whoever and say, my neighbor's dealing cocaine or my neighbor's driving drunk. I'm going to call Mothers Against Drunk Drivers and report this guy. And we end up, you know, being tortured. We think that we blame society and other people when we're dragged off to jail or hospitals or whatever, and we end up having to pay these heavy debts. But the way it works is that it's karma. It returns. And if you don't adhere, to the positive side, to the light of Pisces energy, if you do have these planets in the 12th house, if you do have Pisces planets, and if you do have an afflicted Neptune, 
You are meant to be a New Age teacher or a New Age herald. You are naturally and gifted as a psychic and very intuitive. You are naturally and gifted as a spiritual teacher. And you are naturally gifted to be possibly an astrologer or a healer. But you'll find a lot of these people before they turn the corner, you know, after they've gotten out of jail and after they've been in the hospital with surgery or injuries from a catastrophic accident or something, that they get traumatized. And they go, oh, maybe I better not drink that alcohol anymore. Oh, maybe I better stop smoking pot. Or, oh, maybe I better stop dealing coke. Or, oh, you get away from the dark side to Pisces. And if you go to these, if you belong to the 12-step program, right, AA or CA or, or MA or any of those, then you'll find out that there's a tremendous spiritual influence. The light side to Pisces, there's a major connection with God because all these people who are very Neptunian and Piscean and 12th house in nature that have been in jail, right, for breaking the laws with drugs and alcohol or with accidents and such, that have been institutionalized in drug rehabilitation centers or hospitals for mental problems or whatever, emotional problems, right? Now they're in the program and they're trying to be spiritual about it. They're trying to get in touch with their higher power. See how it works? So there's a lot of metaphysical logic that's plugged into the 12-step program, which I'm not totally familiar with, but I am aware that they use the higher power as a substitute for going out and getting themselves blasted. So, <laughs> so you know, it's, it's very, very Piscean in nature. And I want you to be aware that you literally are totally responsible for everything that happens in your life. That metaphysically speaking, you are a producer and you are a director and you are the lead actor and you are the writer of this script called Your Life. And you actually create and manifest everything and everyone and every incident that happens along with your higher self, as long as you're clear enough to allow that influence to come through, you create all this stuff. So if you do end up arrested or busted or in jail or under attack, like there's women that walk around, right? And they're really beautiful. You know, they spend all their time working out, doing the aerobics and jogging and wearing these tight leotards and putting their hair just right, spending $100 to get their all this makeup. And they're so sexy as they walk outside, not just weirdos, but all men. Like, they have to put their fist in their mouth and go, oh, you know, like, ah, yeah. And, you know, these women, they create monsters. They're not aware that they're teasing society and they're really subjecting themselves to some negative vibes. But once again, if they have the 12th house planets under stress, or Pisces planets are that opposed Neptune, they could be walking around in a dream world and creating a potentially violent experience because they are so damn sexy. You know, they're too sexy, and some guy who's normally okay goes berserk and attacks her or rapes her or kills her, God forbid, or something weird. And, of course, she's the victim, and she ends up suffering and all that. But the thing is, she doesn't have to put her hair up, and she didn't have to work out so much and wear all that makeup and the low-cut, tight leotards and flaunt it around every day at the gym, every day, every day and manifest these strange vibrations, especially if they have that 12th house planets, Pisces planets under affliction, or an afflicted Neptune, which can help create either enemies in your life or manifest a negative vibration where we feel like we're dealing with too many negative people. And a lot of people have the complaint, well, all the guys want me for my body. I wonder why. Maybe you're not reflecting a mental image. It's like, here's a woman. What do you see in her, Farley? Well, she comes across 50% mental, about 25% emotional, and about 25% physical. Here's this woman in the tight leotards with the beautiful hair and the makeup and the cleavage and everything. 
about 85% physical, maybe 10% mental, and 5% emotional. So you, then she goes, well, you're just after me for my body for sex. Well, no kidding, because that's product that is presented. That's how, that's what you manifest. See how you create and you produce and you direct your own picture. So what I'm saying is that if you do have these 12th house planets like I do, Mars and Neptune in the 12th, and if you do have an afflicted Neptune like I do, Venus, square Neptune, or you do have afflicted Pisces planets, I don't have that one. I missed that one. Thank you, God. But <laughs> two out of three ain't bad, right? You can live in a very thin glass house, cartoon-type life, where you're every day, you can go through every day on a sugar high or a nicotine caffeine high. You know, a lot of these people in their fantasy world, they smoke or they drink coffee or they load up on the sugar. You know, it seems to be when you have that Pisces effect, there seems like there's a drug somewhere around. You know, it may not be alcohol, marijuana or cocaine, but it's like sugar, salt, you know, like caffeine, nicotine, whatever. There's enough drugs in there. Even food can serve as a drug where you put yourself into this Willy Wonka type mood, attitude, and you don't know what's going on, you know, and then horrible, traumatic things happen, and right away you're blaming everybody. Meanwhile, if you got off all this stuff and cleared up and, and got more realistic with your life and stopped dreaming so much and were aware of your powerful karma, of this powerful intuitive influence where you are capable of manifesting your smallest whim. So that means if along the lines of having all that Pisces stuff, if you happen to have Virgo complications in your chart, which would make you a worrier and a negative thinker on top of all that, then you could manifest all this worry, negative thinking, and this is where the enemies come out, where right away you're blaming all these people for the bad spot you're in. See, so this is really a vital topic, especially a lot of you born in the 50s and the 60s that have all this Neptune in Virgo and Uranus in Virgo and Pluto in Virgo, the Virgo coming out the walls, and it just, it really does get a little crazy there. For sure. And I'm under, uh, I go through life and I'm very cautious. I'm very alert at this point. I used to live in a fairy tale Cinderella type world. I set myself up with my Trans Am one day and drove to a 7 Eleven with my hands full of groceries. A 14 year old kid with a gun took my car, right? And right away I was blaming him. It was his fault, right? But meanwhile, I was busy doing some smuggling myself that night. So God said, no, no, this is instant karma, Farley. You're going to get busted for this one. So oftentimes, you have to remember that the universe is perfect. And as you walk through this lifetime, don't feel guilty, don't have any regrets, and don't fear anything, but just be realistic in what you think about and what you create in your appearance, in your attitude, in your motives, in your ethics, because this stuff doesn't happen by accident. You don't have all these passionate guys coming at you one after another, or girls one after another by accident. You're creating this. If you want a gentleman, then be a lady. If you want a lady, be a gentleman. Like this is when I go, well, I've only slept with 67 guys. That qualifies me to be a lady, right? You know, like, oh, right, let me see your blood test and resume, right? But, you know, at the same time, then they turn around to each guy and go, well, you're after me for sex, you're after me for sex, you're after me for sex. 67 times for sex, right? But you have to be careful what you create here, you know, so. Sometimes being a celibate for a little while might not be bad. Well, I've been with uh, this X amount of people, but I haven't had anybody for six months. How's that? Okay. Then you qualify to be a lady again. I don't know. I frankly think that we are our own worst enemies. Uh, not only can we be our own best friends, 
but we can be our own worst enemies. What is it that somebody once told me? It's not really nice to use the word you a lot. You ever hang around people and they're always blaming everyone else? They're going, you did the, you, 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 you. It's never I. I try hard not to use the word you because I think it just it's just a cop-out. And I think what we need to do is we need to take responsibility for our own actions more, embrace what we do and what we're trying to create. If you want to be sexy, fine. Just be aware of the package you are reflecting in a society that can be perverted. Because all over the world, wherever you go, you see all this sex and cleavage and buns and stuff and all these, just everything thrown at people. And people are walking around, many of them hung up and closed down with tremendous hormones. And you can get yourself in hot water. So you got to be careful what you create. I used to be very sexy. I used to be very slender and very sexy and very extremely handsome. And let me tell you, just for fun, I wanted to see what kind of women I would attract. And you're right. I attracted all those body hunters, all those women that it's so important what a guy looks like. They don't even care what's inside their head, right? I put on a few pounds, and I don't attract such gorgeous girls often, but at least they have something inside their head. (laughs) They have a heart. They have a mind. And they don't judge someone by their cover, you know, because I didn't like to be used. And I was used plenty. So I think as long as you're happy with yourself, as far as I'm concerned, if you feel good and if your health is fine, then I don't care how big or tall or small you are. If you feel fine, in my opinion, what the heck, then you're okay in my book. I think some people go a little bit too far in making sure that they lose the weight exactly. They end up losing vital organs is what they end up losing, and then they really get in trouble. Okay, another editorial opinion by your aerobics instructor, Farley Malaris. 